my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high-paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents after a six-month backpacking trip with her three-year-old daughter. We just released 10,000. I now run a seven-figure online business with kidstoppress.com and connect with over 10 million parents a month. I share our favorites every single day on the website and on our social media so you can have the best moments with your children and leave the discovering to us. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy hours without them. Not shy away from the real talk. No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real podcast. This episode of the Kidstop Press podcast is in association with Kiddos Daily, a vitamin supplement brand that does not compromise the health of your child. The vitamin supplements are made with natural sugars and are gluten-free. So what are you waiting for? Add a dose of health to your shopping cart today with the Kiddos Vitamin Supplements. You can find the link in the description box below. When I was growing up, there was one cute doggy bottle that I remember very distinctly that was called the Calcium Supplement. My mom thought it would end all woes. But obviously now the choices out there are limitless. As a mom of two, there are so many times that I feel like Am I over supplementing my kids? Am I under supplementing my kids? Are there anything like unhealthy supplements or unhealthy kids vitamins? Um, D three, B twelve. Didn't hear of all of this when I was growing up. So obviously now when I hear the deficient word, it gets me to think: What should my children really have as supplements? And what is okay? What's permissible? How can I empower myself to know that this is the right supplement for my child? um and today we have with us two really really important people to answer this question for us and uh, while most kids get adequate amount of nutrition from a balanced diet but under certain circumstances children may need to supplement and if you have a lot of questions with regards to children's supplements and deficiencies and what should the back of pack be like and read every back of pack ingredient with a microscope just like me then this one is going to be an extremely useful conversation we have with us today dr sanjeev reddy who is a consultant and specializes in pediatrics pediatric icu and neonatology at manipal hospitals whitefield bangalore and we also have nonita mehta join us today she's an mba from the university of sydney and has worked in the space of corporate wellness for the last 5 years she's helping the workforce in many companies prioritize mental and physical health and healthy eating she's also the director of mumbai based company pandos who has just launched their kids range of vitamins called kiddos what can that parent do to reduce the anxiety that the parent also goes through because the child is a picky eater and yeah. more importantly for the right amount of growth what would you recommend yes uh, i think picky eating is uh, relatively more like a cultural problem uh, i would say and also it is uh, more focused in certain cultures than the others for example i i worked in uh, uh, uk where uh, the eating process is kind of transferred to the children starting from the age of 9 uh, months so they are given the independence to explore the 
uh, foods so to, to try out all different textures consistencies the colors shapes everything and uh, the children are actually developmentally ready you know starting from 9 months to explore all the different kinds of foods so unfortunately in uh, i think the cultures like you know so ours so we uh, tend to express our love by uh, kind of trying to feed the children with our own hands instead of uh, giving them the opportunity and independence to explore the uh, foods and uh, develop healthy eating habits so this this is uh, more of a problem in the current generation than the previous uh, generation like for example when i was a child we never used to have anybody forces to eat or anybody put food in the mouth we always had uh, you know the chance to sit with the other family members and eat like everybody else so this is very important from a developmental perspective also so children pretty much learn everything by imitation by looking at so other uh, people which is mostly parents and others who are uh, uh, carers for the child at home and also when they go to school so they learn the things from the other huh, uh, peers so if you don't give them this opportunity to kind of observe others and learn what they are doing uh, then children don't eat and unfortunately this is the scenario so starting from 7 8 months onwards so a lot of people i find they um, show a screen or mobile distract the child completely and uh, trying to uh, fool the child into eating food so that unfortunately uh requires more and more distraction with uh, passing time and it becomes a, a big challenge after one year when the child starts walking so no amount of distraction will make the child sit and uh, so that's when parents uh, so really are at their wits end trying to uh, feed the child so what is the solution the solution is they you have to um, provide developmentally appropriate support for the child to develop a healthy eating so like right from 9 months of age onwards and when the child is able to sit and explore all the semi solid foods with their uh, uh, own hands and mouth so we have to encourage that kind of habits and you have to let the child sit and uh, eat with other family members so to observe and uh, eat uh, obviously to for the child to learn healthy eating habits the parents and others who are the carers in the family themselves have to eat healthy uh, and let the child observe and uh, so learn about this process right uh nonita let me that that brings me to you you are obviously uh, in the space of uh, a, you know a lot of supplements uh, uh, such as kiddos being produced and this is an industry that feeds off this cultural gap that dr reddy just spoke of um so tell me how how do you guys know that you know how do you figure out the opportunity that here is a nuance and how big is the industry now i think uh, my my answer to that would be whatever dr reddy said is absolutely true you know it does feed off the uh, you know the marketing strategies and all of that and the industry is growing every day right um but at the same time uh, when it comes to supplements again I, and i stress on this that parents need to firstly understand what their child needs right um having behavior outbursts or having irritability or having fussy eating um you know actions can actually be a cause of something else completely it's not just you give a supplement and your child is going to be all good right so go to a pediatrician go to a doctor understand the child's mental health as well before jumping on to any supplement right um that's first and um 
secondly when we kind of brought our product into the market we wanted to tie up with the right people because we knew that you know we have a whole big industry run by you know big brand names who are today trying to push this down commercially right uh, but we wanted to kind of change that and move it away from that and make it clinical where we speak to and we have pediatricians and doctors uh, who have approved the product who like the product who have given the product to the kids and the kids are actually responding well to it right um so i think the the way to change the industry and the way we look at it is that yes marketing is always going to happen right that is just the way of life and the way it is and especially now living in a such a prominent digital age it's going to continuously happen um but at the same time it's about the parent knowing that it's not about following trends it's about understanding your child and every child is different as dr reddy also put it that every child requires different sort of attention and different sort of requirement um so understand your child read the labels understand where the product is being made today there aren't a lot of regulations around this in the indian market where it comes to people don't know don't want to know where the you know raw materials or where the product has actually been sourced from but please do find that out because tomorrow it's only going to you know help you and supplement the the this whole process you know we can break this chain of yeah. this non educational trend based consumption has the role of nutrition and supplements really changed over the last 3 days the supplements have to be understood as a uh, um, kind of medicines you know so the uh, nutrition basically is all uh, uh, plant derived so most of the uh, nutrients that we get for our uh, sustenance both the macro and uh, micronutrients so should be coming from uh, uh, the same source the food so the supplements are only uh necessary in uh, uh, special situations so like whenever uh, it is not possible to have a, a balanced diet to derive all the macro and micronutrients from the food or if there is any special requirement like having a chronic medical illness or if there is a problem uh, with the absorption of the nutrients so only in this situation the supplements uh, should be considered uh, but i do uh, see uh, people relying more and more on the um, supplements as uh, in the form of uh, uh, medicines in the bottle so as opposed to focusing more on a, a balanced nutrition to get the uh, get all the nutrients in a, a natural way so there is a definite uh, change and in fact uh, i come across a lot of parents asking uh, doctor can you please prescribe something to make the child eat yes uh, so that's a very very common question that we come across in the uh, pediatric clinics uh, thinking that you know parents somehow have a, a concept that uh, so children not eating uh, can be improved by uh, taking some kind of a medicine or a, a supplement right uh, whereas that is uh, not actually right. true right doctor which actually brings me to my next question that we are talking of a balanced diet in the times when we we didn't have as many choices uh, as families uh, our our mothers were largely at home and therefore there was a lot of um, you know focus on a balanced diet but today when we're seeing one a large number of parents of uh, you know dual income households we're seeing also the amount of choices that have exploded in the food space today your child is not eating the traditional indian thali which is considered as a balanced diet 
so therefore the 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 you know one the parent feels that if i'm not being able to control one aspect of it and also i feel somewhere the parent is also um kind of confused or overwhelmed i would say rather with the information of understanding macronutrients micronutrients uh, which nutrients are getting absorbed which are being rejected so as a parent with that overwhelm i sometimes find solace in um in supplementing my kids because i i i definitely feel that um you know i'm not being you know the scenarios have really changed in in today's hmm. times so would yes. you agree to that as well see from time immemorial so the diet has been huh, uh, the main source of everything that we needed for sustenance so obviously with change in lifestyle we have kind of gone from getting things in a natural way to an artificial way so um, the financial incentives that the um, the companies you know so who manufacture uh, the non nutritional uh, foods you know so uh, as kind of uh, led the whole scenario in a, a wrong direction and uh, with the kids watching more and more uh, screen time uh, these days uh, and the marketing uh, being directed at the kids with all the focused uh, advertisements on the non nutritious kind of uh, uh, foods so that has made uh, uh, even more difficult so in ensuring uh, that the kids get a, a balanced nutrition because kids will only like what they uh, will watch on the screen so the, the more time they spend on the screen the more wrong kind of ideas they get about uh, what is uh, good food so and in a way it has become very difficult you know so to ensure that kids get a, a balanced nutrition uh, like the way we used to uh, do in the past right in this pandemic everybody seems to have become a doctor in many ways and uh, you know we've we've tried what our grandmothers tell, tell us we've tried what the whatsapp messages tell us we've tried what the doctors tell us uh, and all of that that we over supplementing our in any fashion is entirely possible um, that you know so in our uh, um, jealousness that we have to huh, make sure children get enough vitamins we may be overdoing it but as i said you know so it's important to know what is the recommended daily allowance and yes. make sure that you are giving only the required amounts as a recommended daily allowance so in a child who is normally grown also if you just give the recommended daily allowance it will be very unusual for the child to become uh, a over Um, overdosed uh, in terms of toxicity but so the vitamins the fat soluble vitamins the vitamin a uh, d and e so they can accumulate in your body if you are not being careful with how much you are supplementing your child so whereas the b complex vitamins usually is not that much of a problem so they always get out of the system even if you give in excess quantities but when it comes to fat soluble vitamins so and uh, iron supplementation for example you know you have to be really careful so that you are not doing more than what is recommended on a daily basis if for some reason you have a, a clear deficiency like you know so vitamin d levels are way too low so in that situation after confirming with a blood test so we have to usually correct the deficiency to a acceptable level um, by giving mega quantities of vitamin d on a usually a weekly basis for about 8 to 10 weeks and then we resume giving them the uh, daily allowance amounts subsequently so if you are really deficient and having symptoms you know so because of a deficiency so always follow a doctor's advice and do the right amount 
for the right period of time and afterwards you can resume the daily recommended allowance in uh, usual quantities doctor which brings me to a very uh, important question is as kids when we were growing up we never faced this vitamin d3 and b12 deficiencies um, which are a very very pertinent prominent problem in adults and children today um so how does one go about combating that uh, at right from an early age yeah so take one thing at a time so vitamin d3 is uh, usually synthesized in our own skin depending on the amount of uh, sun exposure we have it is usually midday sun about uh, 15 minutes to about half an hour of adequate sun exposure in the uh, midday will uh, lead to enough synthesis of vitamin uh, d in your own body Uh, but it is not always practical so more than just the sun exposure how much of your body is exposed so if you are fully clothed wearing a hat and going and uh, sitting in the sunlight you know so uh, you are not getting any light exposure you're just getting exposed to the heat which will not give enough vitamin d so it is the right understanding what what is the light exposure you know if you are enough of your skin is exposed then you will get huh, enough vitamin d and uh, vitamin b12 is synthesized from uh, the bacteria in the intestine so and uh, the most important source of vitamin b12 in people who are uh, eating a mixed diet like vegetarian non vegetarian both is the non vegetarian because so over a period of time our hygiene standards have improved uh, so we may not get enough uh, vitamin b12 from a, a purely vegan source so if it is uh, if if there is somebody who is eating only vegan food then uh, they should take a supplement uh, of vitamin b12 uh, if they are eating a mixture of uh, both vegetarian and non vegetarian vitamin b12 is usually not a problem as a deficiency deficiency uh, when it comes to vitamin d3 so sun exposure is not always possible so uh, vitamin d can be supplemented quite uh, easily it can be taken daily weekly or monthly um, as a uh, recommended daily allowance dose so that can be easily supplemented if there is a uh, um, problem getting enough uh, vitamin d so we have to remember also that vitamin d is not just a function of sun exposure it is also a function of what is your skin complexion in darkly skinned or brown complexion people you need a lot more sunlight than in light skinned individuals so for that reason most of the asian population and african population if you do their vitamin d levels even if they have adequate amount of sun exposure so you will find that the vitamin d levels will be quite low whereas in the western countries who are fair complexioned who have not that much sun exposure their levels will be comparatively higher precisely for this reason we usually supplement all newborn babies so up to age of 6 months if they are only breastfeeding uh, with a dose of uh, uh, 400 international units of uh, vitamin d so till the age of 6 uh, months because most mothers in our geographical area would be deficient and they will not have enough of vitamin d in their own breast milk right and uh, no need to that that brings me to you you pack both of these amazing vitamins into your bottles uh, and and what was the thought process behind it did you study that uh, the indian population would largely be deficient of these two absolutely so i think uh, most people that i have known my whole life have been deficient of vitamin d right 
and uh, living the lifestyles that we do and especially with this lockdown you're not going to get any sunlight and especially kids are not going outdoors also uh, the whole idea was to obviously pack the calcium and vitamin d together because uh, you know vitamin d also helps in the absorption of calcium and makes the bones stronger uh, so the idea was to you know bring both the products together in one bottle and have uh, you know as much as we can in terms of the nutrients put together and packed together in one so it brings me to a question a predecessor of this this response what are the kinds of symptoms we should watch out for if the child is b12 t3 deficient take d3 first so d3 um, is uh, necessary for uh, calcium metabolism okay so basically for uh, uh, our uh, bone strength and uh, for also uh, the nerve Uh, conduction and uh, good uh, muscle uh, strength we need the uh, normal levels of calcium which is regulated by the uh, vitamin d so depending on the age you know, so if you are uh, having a really young baby for example less than 1 year if you have a, a serious vitamin d deficiency then the uh, bone growth will become affected so you may be able to see uh, what we call a rosary bead appearance on the chest where the rib bones join the breast bone and you may see a kind of beady appearance uh, you may see widening of the uh, wrist and also widening of the ankle so the soft spot on the top of uh, baby's head it, it may take a long time to close up if you are huh, really vitamin d deficient again in older children so in those who are started walking and those who are weight bearing so you may see more obvious deformities in the weight bearing portions of your body you know like if you are uh, um, age group where you know from 1 uh, to about 5 years you may see um, the legs bent at the knee level huh? either inwards or outwards so you may see an obvious deformity so if you notice that it is definitely uh, a symptom that you need to take seriously and get the vitamin d levels tested uh, and then uh, supplement accordingly so in a older person for example the changes to see will not be not that obvious you know so they you won't be able to make out a, a person is uh, vitamin d deficient um, from looking at a person it is more subjective sensation so uh, feeling unduly tired for example uh, having lot of uh, muscle aches body pains um, and not able to do things that you were doing earlier quite easily like going for walks you know so you may Uh, feel really tired and also in the background of not getting enough uh, exposure to sunlight if you are a person who mostly works indoors so in this context so you have to suspect vitamin d deficiency and then get yourself tested and treated so this is about the vitamin d when it comes to vitamin b12 the symptoms and signs are more insidious you know they develop much more slowly so vitamin b12 is necessary for uh, Uh, the cell proliferation you know for all the cells to multiply in your in our body we need adequate amounts of vitamin b12 along with the folic acid so the most obvious place where you can see uh, the effects of vitamin b12 deficiency is the development of anemia so suppose a person may become uh, develop paler you know so he may look unduly uh, pale you know so if you look inside the mouth or the tongue and uh, if you pull the Uh, lower lid and have a look at the conjunctiva so and also look at the look at the hands you now you may see that the person is unduly pale 
So this is one way of recognizing vitamin B12 deficiency, but it's usually a, a very late feature. And uh, having said that, vitamin B12 in uh, non-vegan, you know, so people who are eating a mixed uh, vegetarian, non-vegetarian diet is very unusual. If you are a vegan, then uh, even before you develop symptoms, it's a good idea to take supplements routinely because at some stage you will become deficient if you are in a, a vegan diet. You know, artificial sweeteners versus natural sweeteners, right? Uh, and doctor, we've seen a lot of names emerge even in the form of natural sweeteners, whether it is plant-based sweeteners or, or anything like that. One, how safe are they for children? And which ones in your experience do any help? Yeah. So the artificial sweeteners, you know, there is a, a big debate, you know, going uh, both ways, you know, about the uh, benefits and also harmful effects uh, for a long period of time. As it stands now, so the artificial sweeteners, there is evidence to say that they will alter the gut microbiota. So gut microbiota is the normal uh, kind of bacteria, the good bacteria that uh, live in our large intestine, which is essential for the general health for prevention of the non-communicable diseases like uh, uh, heart disease, hypertension, type 2 diabetes. Uh, so these good bacteria, so their uh, uh, numbers will get affected by consumption of the artificial sweetness. So we have to weigh the, uh, the benefit that we gain by consuming artificial sweetness against the harms that potentially these uh, so artificial sweetness can uh, cause to our body. And also, when you look at the natural sweeteners, if you are consuming the natural sweeteners in a um, decent amount, you know, so in a not too excessive quantity, like if you are taking uh, one or two spoons with your coffee or tea, so that is perfectly fine. As opposed to having regular sweets uh, um, and uh, you know, overdosing yourself by uh, excessive, uh, excessively concentrated uh, foods with the uh, naturally available. Uh, sugars. So if you are not taking too much processed sugars, so it is better to go with a, a naturally available uh, sugar instead of an artificial sweetener um, as far as the health benefits are concerned. Right. And Onita, I must ask you this, that um, are supplement brands today taking note of the impact of artificial sweeteners uh, in their medicines and their supplements, especially for a brand like Heroes, where you're dealing with children and therefore these can have immense long-term impacts on their on their, um, on their their health, like doctors said, whether it's their gut bacteria or NCDs. Uh, so how, how have you done it differently? I think most brands are taking acknowledgement of the fact that artificial sweeteners are not good for our consumption and are moving towards the national sweetener route. Uh, when we you know, came up with the formulation of the product, when we wanted to see what the product was made out of, we were very certain that that was not even a question. We were not going to put artificial sweeteners in our product. Uh, we want it to be safe for, you know, women, children, men, everybody who wants to consume the product. And that's something that we're going to continue for all our products. This is not just for the kids range. It's also for the adult range that we're coming up with that we want to make sure that we're moving away. So currently we use tapioca syrup as one of our natural sweeteners and which has proven to be 
um you know it gives a very palatable taste and at the same time you know it doesn't allow the product to become too oily or sticky and um, so that's something that we have gone with but there are multiple sources of natural sweeteners today even available so a lot of companies are moving towards stevia as it's the most you know widely available source right now but uh, you know date syrup other syrups are also being practiced with and researched with to see how they can be put into product